Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Two Dads in a Ball uh, as we talk about college football. So we're heading into week six, and Neil and I got a couple more plays. I think we both struggled last week. I went one and two after the nice Friday night win with UCLA, and then kind of came back with two duds, uh, you know, on the Saturday slate. One of them looked good until it uh, until it didn't, you know, in Texas Tech. So, you know, we'll try to rebound this week and, you know, give off some more uh, more winners or teams for you to fade. So my first pick is going to be in the Red River rivalry. Shocker here. Neil, who do you think I'm on? I mean, I guess that's a trick question because I kind of hate both trick, teams. It is a trick question. You do hate both teams. I'm going to say you're going to fade what we just saw, and you're going to take Oklahoma in the points. Yeah, correct. So, yeah, I'm on Oklahoma plus seven. Just It's nine now, I think. God. when it, See, when I booked it, it was seven. So it's just going up. And, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. Personally, I mean, I guess there's value in eight in college football because a lot of teams, you know, now go for two if they're down 14. So you could always get the backdoor that way. I don't think that's going to, you know, be the case in this game. Uh, I mean, I know Texas, are they getting their quarterback back? I don't think yeah. so. Not this, so, not this game. Maybe, not that, this maybe game. they are. Maybe that's why the line's gone two points. Yeah, like that's the only better. thing that makes that makes I sense mean. to me. But, you know, first game back, you know, there's going to be those jitters and everything. It's, it's a big game. So he's going to have to pull his you-know-what out. Um, but Oklahoma, two straight embarrassing losses. So the market's down on them. They're still a decent team. They were ranked, shit, they're just ranked in the top five nationally. So they've been exposed, never had a good defense. So it's not really a surprise. But, you know, seven points in this game, I think, is a lot. Nine now. Um, wish I waited. But yeah, I, I yeah. am saying, I am, I am reading he is due to return. Okay, um, that's what I thought. So I mean, I mean, I'm fading that. I'm fading the fact Oklahoma just got spanked by Kansas State, um, and then who, and then TCU. So, you know, this this is a big game. They're going to be ready. Take with it as you will. But Neil, what do you, what do you think on that game? No, I think definitely now with that the line has moved with him being back. It's not like Quinn Ewers was like the no doubter starter. This isn't a second year guy, right? Coming back. Like this is his first year starting uh, for Texas. So I I get that he was the starter going in and clearly like the thought is that he's an upgrade to what they had, but it's not like this guy was the bona fide starter, right? This isn't like a Dylan Gabriel coming back. Right. I think if you flipped it and said Dylan Gabriel was coming back, you know, the line would move a whole heck of a lot more in Oklahoma's favor. Like, so, um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think, you know, this isn't, this is just isn't, I think it's a fade the line move, maybe even more so now because, you know, you have no idea what you're getting out of either quarterback in this game. So, um, in that, in a rivalry game, you know, being able to catch right. nine if it continues to go, I think you take the dog in the points. No, and I mean, to, to pull like some betting figures out. So, 67% of the bets are on Texas. And 81% of the money. So, I mean, everyone's flocking to him because Oklahoma's looked so bad. I didn't even check that until now. That's kind of a last thing I like to check. I really yeah. don't want to get too involved into that because, you know, I don't want to get skewed by outside noise. But that, that honestly makes me feel even better, you know, about that pick. You know, the fact 
okay, the line's going up because everyone's up. You know, it's maybe it gives some pause because, you know, there's no line freeze. You know, the line's actually moving with all the money Mm -hmm. being put on Texas and Ewers coming back. Yeah, but it's through dead numbers, right? I mean, for the most part, you talked about eight, but it's like to go from seven and a half to nine, that's nothing. Like if they wanted to make a statement and if the books didn't want to be in this position, they'd make it ten and a half. Right. Yeah. Because right? like if they I, were worried, if they were worried. Yeah, and I mean it's funny you say not nine being a dead number, but my Red Raiders landed on yeah, nine last week. Did, so pretty pretty funny there. Oh oh, and my Denver Donkeys. So yeah, that that's nice. two of my picks. You know, in one week landing on that dead number, which is funny enough, my favorite number. So Neil, what do you got for us? All right, so I'm going to go to I'm going to I'm going to do my next two picks in a row. And so I thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about because if you look at each team's last game, very similar things happen in the game. And so I, if you give up a big play, right? I'm talking like a 75-yard play. To me there's an element of luck that goes into that. Right? There's there's a very big difference between a 75-yard touchdown run and an offense spending nine plays, 81 yards for a touchdown, right? Like your ability to consistently move the ball, move the sticks multiple times is different than you just ended up getting gashed and potentially gassed multiple times. Right. Would you somewhat agree with that? Yeah, I mean, some sometimes, you know, it's just matchups and, you know, you, sure. college kids, like you don't know what's going on with them personally. So, I mean, week by week, I mean, that, that's going to happen in college even a lot more than any other sport. Correct. Or so that takes me to my first play is the team that we saw last weekend that I bet on last weekend that just got gashed at the end of the game, right? Giving up a 53-yard pass, giving up a 77-yard TD run, giving up a 72-yard TD run, giving up a 76-yard TD run and causing me not to catch the 17-point spread. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to play Arkansas Again, this week, they go on the road against Mississippi State. They're catching nine and a half. Um, I just think this team is better than, again, they kind of hung, for the most part, they hung right in there. You know, I was texting you during that game. I yeah. I thought that they had it. They just, in the fourth quarter, just gave up massive, massive plays um, when ultimately the game was kind of done and you just can't sleep on a Bama team. You know, the, Mississippi State has a good offense. They are not Bama's offense. So that's why you see, you know, the difference between, you know, catching 17 and catching nine and a half. Um, I think it's a wake-up call for a, what is believed to be a very well-coached team, still in the SEC defense. I think this game plays much closer than than 10 points on coming off sort of an embarrassing loss when your defense is going to go out and give up all of that. Mind you, a lot of that, that's just like fourth quarter time, you know, uh, kudos to Arkansas for coming back and making a game of that. That thing was looked over and dead. What, 28, nothing. So 23, 23, I think, you know, going into half, um, that thing looked dead and I thought it was dead in the water. And then, you know, they came starting back. I get that, you know, uh, Bryce Young was out uh, for most of it, but it, it wasn't Bryce Young that was gashing them at the end of the fourth quarter, right? This was all running. You know, these were runs by either quarterback or or Gibbs. So I'm going to go back, and I think that that Arkansas covers, and this game plays, you know, more more closer to three or to seven. Um, similar, right? Going into the next time, the last time we saw this team play, they were getting absolutely gouged by Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Middle Tennessee State had a pick six. slightly off center. Yeah, slightly off center Tennessee, but they were on point. I mean, they were on point 
They were dead center the last time when they played Miami. They Middle Tennessee had a pick six, a 71-yard TD run, a 69-yard TD run, a 98-yard pass TD, and an 89-yard pass TD, all against this Miami Hurricanes. And Miami has now had two weeks to sit and stew. They were off last week. They had two weeks to let all of that sit in. Um, they're home against North Carolina. Now, again, facing a team that has a perceived, you know, high-powered offense. Um, but you're at home. You're laying three and a half. Um, I think, again, this is sort of just a get-right spot for Miami in this situation. I trust Cristobal more than I trust Mac Brown. I think that's a lot just to have a loss like that stew on you for two weeks. Um, I think Miami comes out and puts together a really good performance with the right coaching staff there. I like the first half a lot um, and taking Miami first half, I, but I like it for the game also. So two teams, again, big gap. I mean, massive gashes in their last game. I think for both teams, you know, it's, it's sort of get right spot, at least on defense and making sure that that doesn't happen again. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Your first pick Arkansas, I looked at that game you know, pretty hard. And I, I definitely agree with the side you're on. I, th- I think I looked at Miami too, and ultimately passed just cause I'm like, I, I don't know what's what Miami sure. team, you know, is, is happening here, but like, it's fu- funny, both those lines, you know, if we want to play line is it, it's like, are they bait? Who, which side are they baiting? Right. Like, you know, all, all the, all the dogs, it's like, hmm. are they baiting them, you know, with that three and a half? You know which 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 side is it? Like you never yeah. really you never really truly know. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, I think Miami is the right side because of what you just said. Just getting absolutely embarrassed by Middle Tennessee at home, and now they're two weeks off, laying three and a half. No. But yeah, like that's probably the side I'd be on if, if you know, I'm probably going to follow you. So I don't, I don't have an issue, you know, laying that, you know, wood as well. Um, so I mean, it's just something to kind of think about. You know, if if that line was two and a half, that's when it's kind of stinky and it shades to the dog. Right. So and it, that's a good point. And I don't, I don't have a play in this, but to to your point, like this was exactly I was this close to making Memphis minus two and a half tomorrow night, Friday night against Houston where Memphis is at home and it's two and a half. I'm thinking, I like Memphis. It's weird that they're not going to even make you take the three or minus it out. So um, I've stayed off it for now, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So yeah, you know, all, man, it's crazy. So my second pick, I'm going to go back to it. I didn't know if I would UCLA plus four. Last week, I actually thought I was going to be on Utah in this spot, but UCLA has just kind of impressed me. And I've kind of loved the fact that line's been coming down, you know, with UCLA. Got steam from four and a half down to three and a half now. I was able to lock it in at four. Uh, So I get that nice little key number there. Um, Man, I'm actually really excited. I, I am hoping UCLA can rough them up even if they don't win maybe maybe utah comes away with a late field goal and you know just just nick them up because the next week you know sc has to go to utah 
So I don't know if I have some bias in this, you know, with UCLA plus four, and I'm just hoping they can, you know, rough them up a bit. But I like what I saw last week because a lot of people, including yourself, didn't give them a chance against Washington. So, you know, this team, you know, offensively, you know, they look very sharp. They're able to get some defensive stops, which they are going to need against a team in Utah who, who does like to pound the shit out of that ball. It's going to be a very physical game, but I think that offense, you know, I think they're going to be able to score on Utah because of just with the Chip Kelly offense, we know the way they run it. Uh, it's it's going to be a fun game. Um, and then kind of rounding out at three, I mean, it's funny. I got four picks that I'm kind of looking at. I haven't placed any of them yet, but one of them's Notre Dame minus three and a half. I actually booked this two weeks ago when it was minus one. Cause it's just like, that's a joke. You know, it was actually before, that North Carolina game, I was just like, well, I'm taking this because after they spanked them, this line's going up. Three and a half. It's kind of what we were just talking about. It's like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, it's going to tend to keep a lot of people away. But I mean, off a of bye, South Bend's not easy to play. I mean, I know BYU's got a nice home crowd, but going on the road, like, I mean, it, you, so this I, isn't, I don't think, this isn't, so you need to check. I don't know if this will sway you. This is an asterisk location game. Okay, it is. It's being played in Las Vegas. Okay. And I was having a conversation when I was. me. So I was having a and I was having a conversation with a guy, a a Vegas resident, while I was at Circa on Sunday, and I didn't go in to validate this, but he he meant because he's going to the game, and he said that he went to a game like BYU's only played in Vegas, I think twice and both times they've blown out the person that they're playing. And he said, right. He says, he's like, because BYU is tucked in at nine 30 every night, but then college kids get to come to Vegas. They, they if, if you go out and have, fun isn't that city, usually a bowl game too? Like, I feel like it's different, but it's too. Yeah, but you think about just the college kids that go to BYU is very different than any right. other college kids outside of like a service academy, right? That is, you know, sort of buttoned up. So it was just funny. I didn't validate, so I'm just I'm just taking it for his word. But right, this is just a weird. You get the BYU Mormons, you get the Notre Dame Roman yeah, Catholics, whatever, I mean, I, and they're I playing in it. Vegas. But I I think I think you know what he is mistaking that early bedtime for, and I'm sure that has something to take effect to it. But I think it has to do with those bowl games there. There's one team that, that is excited to be there and one team that is not. Sure. Like, and yeah, they, they probably do like to his point, they probably do go out and play and, and have that type of fun. But it's also because they're excited to be in Vegas, not so much for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another one I'm looking at is LSU plus three, Iowa State plus two, but I'm honestly leaning because I'm going to be at the game. So why not USC minus 12 and a half? Because everybody is loving the dog. Like, I'm just seeing, you know, Washington State upset special. You know, for the first time, USC laying all those points, it's not the square play. It's like 30% of bets and, you know, not even 40% of the money. So it's, it's, I would go it's back. A, the, the the worry I would have for USC is that I think this is a, a little bit of a look at, right? You mentioned it. It's a little bit of a look ahead spot, right? They know what, you know, USC knows like our USC seasons is, is next weekend, 
right? Like that's a big piece of, that's our biggest game. I mean, it's the biggest game of the season is next weekend, right? Like you, you, Utah's in a little bit of a different predicament because they've got an undefeated ranked team that they're going on the road to. So they've got to be buttoned up. But I, I think for USC, the only thing that would lead me, that would caution me for this SC game is the fact that I just think that there's a bit of a look ahead going on here. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that's a good point with the look ahead, you know, you also have, you know, trying to get out of this game healthy. Right. Cause when you're, when you know, you have physical tests ahead of you, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, I think you're going to sway me off of, you know, actually betting that. So what do you, what do you think the line, I haven't, I haven't seen, what's the look ahead line for USC Utah next week? I haven't looked. I'd probably say USC. I, I think SC's probably the dog. Because, I mean, every, everywhere I look, you know, Utah's still kind of the favorite, you know, out, yeah, out of the Pac-12. So I'd imagine, you know, three, two and a half, I was, I was something two, like U- that. Yeah, I was thinking Utah. And these games, two, two I mean, apart from two years ago, I mean, SC has basically had this team beat in the fourth quarter like three years in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they lose in the fourth quarter. Just yeah. some crazy turnover, something just bizarre. Yeah. Um, assuming both teams win. Yeah, I'd say assuming both teams win on Saturday. I think this is like Utah minus two and a half. I'd be a little surprised if they get, if, if it goes to three. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably be with Chris Duke, you know, on my third pick with Iowa state stinky as all hell against Kansas state. Cause you know, they've obviously looked phenomenal. Uh, so why not go back to the well and, uh, try to get back a W that I just got handed an L on last week. Do it for the red Raiders cyclones. Cause I mean, they look freaking awful but you know it's kind of funny you know you know with kind of given everything we've just talked about what about kansas you know getting god is it almost seven i I mean six and a half six and a half like you got two very hot teams and i think that's that's like the books making a stand right there i like i will that we talked about you know stinky lines that seemed like a little inversely you know stinky where it's like okay we're gonna you know kansas is the the hot team in the headlines, you know, but this is like the books make this stand. Like, no, I think TCU is going to blow them out. And, you know, there's a very good likelihood that TCU comes in and blows them out. Right. Um, this game. So, um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting, that's going to be an interesting one. I stayed off of it. I, I have lean TCU still may play it. Um, because that was a very odd Kansas game, like very different. They still managed to pull out a win, which, it's nice. It was my only win from last week, going one and two, and yeah. had a little sprinkle on the money line. Um, but I mean, a 14-11 score for a team that was, you know, putting up 40 plus every single week um, didn't instill a ton of confidence. And you have TCU that just comes out, and even when Gabriel was playing for Oklahoma, they just obliterate. I mean, they just obliterate them. They looked phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, I could certainly see a, a, a repeat performance of that because at the end, the, you know, Candace is doing this on offense, not on defense. And so I think they could be exposed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so oh, I, mean, know, I, I, I think a good play, honestly, like for that, like I'll probably sprinkle Kansas money line yeah. just to have something on it. Mm-hmm. Like nothing where I'm going to like be upset if they lose by a hundred, yeah. but something just in case they're actually up, I can yeah. then, you know, play it on mm-hmm. um, TCU just to have, you know, a nice middle and like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to win a little bit of money, you know, yeah. no matter what. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. might do that, you know, just for fun shits and kicks, but 
I'll probably forget. I'll probably have to listen to this early. to remember what the hell I've talked about. <laughs> it's, an, it's an early game Saturday morning yeah. too, so actually yeah, wake up. That. All right, my final my final play, my number three because I haven't given it is I am going to take Boston College plus twenty and a half. Now, in disclosure, I bought the hook, so it's twenty one. Um, they're at home playing Clemson. Um, just thought it was sort of a weird scheduling spot for Clemson, right? They Clemson has come off their arguably the right their two biggest games of the season, right? And going to Wake Forest, um, then hosting NC State, right? Their two ranked teams. They get this like weird Boston College game at Boston College before you know really another you know difficult three game stretch where they go to Florida State, host Syracuse, who's ranked twenty second right now, and then going to Notre Dame. So it's just sort of like this weird middle game, I think. And I think maybe Clemson just sort of overlooks um, and maybe doesn't truly bring everything. Being able to catch three touchdowns to me for a Boston College team that's at home, um, primetime game, right? This is the ABC game. Um, I like that. I think it's, you know, it's Boston College's Super Bowl for all for all intents and purposes, you're right when you get Clemson coming into town. So I think, you know, certainly Boston College is, is really up for this game and just a weird scheduling spot with sort of like a, a perceived cupcake right smack yeah. in the middle of coming off of what they've come off of and going into the next stretch, which is really difficult, you know, which is difficult in and of itself. So, yeah. so I, it could I think be the same be- same thing with SC, you know, just trying to get out healthy. Same thing. Get out healthy, go in, take care of business, run the ball. Run the get ball that and clock get it. down, get get yeah. a lead, and just get the game over with. Exactly. So Boston College is my is my third play. It's twenty and a half, but like I said, bought it to twenty one, so I got a full yeah. three touchdowns. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. We gave out. We actually gave out a lot of plays, but I think what I'll do is we'll probably post our official three. You know, on our two dads one ball Twitter. We started that now, so you can find both of us at Kmart's Angles and at Big Nelly Buckets, but we're also playing with a new Twitter handle at Two Dads One Ball, uh, you know, for all this special content under Fade You. So, you know, don't forget to follow all of it because, you know, not all of us are going to retweet and, you know, get you all that information. So, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, feel free to interact with us. Tell us we suck. Tell us you follow us, win, make, lose money, whatever it is. Uh, let's have some fun. See you next week. Love you, Dad.